Hello, it's Peter Wright and Kathleen Beauvais in Ontario, Canada, with another episode of The Yacking Show. This is the show that brings you tips and ideas to improve your business. And as always, we have interesting guests. But first, let's introduce Kathleen Beauvais, co-host. Hi, Kathleen. Would you like to introduce our guest for today? Hello, Peter. How, how are you? All good. All good here, too. Thank you so much for tuning in to our show. We uh, so appreciate having you. And today we are thrilled to welcome Mia Smithson. Mia, welcome to the show. How are you? Doing great. Excited to be here. Excellent. Now, Mia is the founder of the 30K program. She helps people get paid what they're worth. Don't we all wish that, huh? Today, she will be talking to us about her program and how it will help you with your negotiating skills. So before we get into it, can you tell us a little bit about your background and how you came to create the 30K program? Yeah, definitely. So I scaled my career to the global director of talent management, leading hiring and leadership development for a workforce of 807 countries. Wow. And I started the 30K program after finding out that I was underpaid by $30,000. Wow. Whoa. Yeah, it was not, it was not fun. So (laughs) quickly I hired a coach. I learned the fundamentals of negotiations and then I got three promotions within a year. Um, So that's my story. And I know personally what the gender pay gap feels like. And I have heard the voices of women who, because I've done about 5,000 interviews at this point in my career. Mm -hmm. um, And I would say about 1,500 of those women didn't even negotiate. Like there was no back and forth. And it's like, yeah, so basically (laughs) I noticed the problem um, in in the interviewing. And then I noticed the issue, you know, personally with missing out on $30,000. And I decided that it was time to do something. And so that is why the 30K program exists. So Mia, did is it strictly gender? Was that the reason for such a wide gap? Or was there any other factors that that played into this? Yeah, I mean, I'm sure there's a number of factors at play. Gender is just one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, statistically speaking, women earn roughly 17% less than men do. Um, and I will say, if you are, you know, a, a Black woman or, I mean, it's it gets even lower, right? Mm-hmm. So there are so many different factors. But um, the big thing is, and this is what we teach in the program is a focus on what you can control, right? You can't control your skin color. You can't, well, to some degree control your gender, but (laughs) nonetheless, um, it's about empowering Mm -hmm. you to take the action steps that are within your control. And so, um, yeah, that is what, that is what we're all about here. And so when you, I'm just curious, when you confronted your, um, your management about this $30,000 gap. What was, what were they saying? Like, I mean, how do you, how do you justify that? I just, it boggles my mind. How did they? Yeah, so I, then this is what um, I think is kind of fascinating. So 
I would actually blame myself in this circumstance. I know that sounds like crazy to, to hear, but I hadn't negotiated my salary in that role. Mm-hmm. And in all honesty, I didn't negotiate because I thought that if I did, that they wouldn't offer me the job. Right. Mm-hmm. So I didn't believe in me. And so they didn't believe in paying me more. And so my mission is to be an example of what is possible. What is possible when you believe in you mm-hmm. and when you believe in your power to get the compensation that you deserve. Right. Mm-hmm. Because not knowing what is possible held me back and it holds back millions of women. Oh, I think, it, you know what? I think you hit the nail on the head there mm-hmm. by saying that people are afraid that they're going to, they're just, the employers just going to say, well, thanks, but no thanks. And Yeah. And that the thing of that is, is, is utterly shocking because I will tell you firsthand, having an employee who is phenomenal at negotiating will do the business more good. Right. Mm-hmm. When it comes to vendor contracts, they will be able to get the best terms for that business. Right. When it comes to developing new partnerships, they will be able to structure the deal in a way that mitigates risks and has a strong upside. Right. And so negotiation is actually a skill to be honored. And now it's funny because now it's like whenever I hear anyone when I'm interviewing, um, when I hear the the candidate negotiate I get excited I'm like wow if I were to hire this person (laughs) they would probably negotiate well on on behalf of our company this is great right absolutely yeah for sure for sure I'll just throw a quick one in in the defense of some male managers when I was in the when I was in the corporate world and it's a long time ago because I was in the corporate world for about 15 20 years then I started my own business so I haven't been in that world for a long time, but I worked for a very male-oriented, production-oriented and accounting-oriented large, large conglomerate, and I was with one of the subsidiaries. And the whole attitude was that women were secretaries. This is going back a long time. And I, I had women coming into fairly senior positions, and I struggled to get them recognition, not only for the salary they should be paid, but for the grade, you know, in the grading system in the corporate world. It was impossible to get engineering and accounting male managers to see that a woman could hold down a responsible job. So I'm sure there's still a lot of that um, that thinking around, even in this modern day and age. So, yeah, I had the experience. Anyway, what I wanted to ask you, tell our audience about your 30K program. Tell, tell us a bit about it. Yeah, definitely. So... We help women to increase their annual comp by $30,000 a year, and we do it within 48 coaching sessions. So it is extremely specific. Every coaching session, we have our like framework, and um, yeah, it gets results. Mm-hmm. And now, do you help women get that sort of salary increase in their current jobs or when they're applying for new jobs for different positions? So that is how we help them get that increase is by helping them find a new higher paying okay. job that they adore. Okay. Okay. What about those women who don't really want to leave their current employer but feel they're worth a lot more are some of them able to use what you teach them or could teach them to negotiate a better package for where they are 
Oh, 100%. Yeah. Um, so we do have a money back guarantee of the $30,000. So if a woman came to us and they were like, I don't necessarily want to leave my current employer, I want to negotiate internally, um, we wouldn't be able to hold on that money back guarantee for that person because sure. once again, the crux of our pro program is uh, it, ha you know, helping them get a new higher paying job. But is it possible to do it internally? Yes. But is it likely going to be that 30 K extra, probably a little bit lower because it's a little mm -hmm. bit harder to negotiate internally. Mm -hmm. Um, unless you have an increase in responsibility, right? If yes. you get a promotion, yeah, there's a chance that you could make that happen. You could do that. Sure. Sure. And, and do you just follow up? Do you, do you work exclusively with women or do you have some male clients as well? Yeah. So right now it's anyone who identifies as a female. Okay. Mm -hmm. Interesting. So, Mia, if an employer might say to you, but if an employee accepts an offered salary, isn't that establishing what the employee is worth? What would you say to that? That's a great question. So I want to very clearly define out worth because worth can be a loaded word. Mm -hmm. So there's your personal worth, which I believe we're all 100% worthy as humans. Like, I don't think I can become more worthy the more money that I earn. I believe that I'm already like innately have a sense of worth right there, right? And then there's also your professional worth. And your professional mm -hmm. worth, it changes based on the value that you provide to the marketplace and what the marketplace is willing to pay for that value. Right. So there's so many different factors that go into it, such as how you package your skill sets. Like if you don't know how to package a resume in a way that's super clear cut where the employer easily can tell, hey, this person's done exactly what I want them to do in this role. Right. If you don't know how to do that, you're not as likely to get paid the same amount as if someone who goes in there and who has everything packaged. Um and then another thing is like how how you're speaking throughout that interview process is, is a big thing. So um, oftentimes women will go in there and they'll see that salary range. And they'll they'll say, oh, I want, you know, I could totally see I want the top amount. And then they get in there and they start using like low confidence phrases such as I'll try or, you know, but if not, that's OK. Or I wish or I hope, or I feel, right? These really low confidence phrases. And that kind of hurts their ability to once again, negotiate for that higher comp. So um, yeah, but it, it is interesting because now from a federal standpoint in eight different states right now, the laws are changing constantly. Um, employers who have, it's roughly 15 um, employees at a company in, a, in at least California, they are required to post that salary range. Um, but yeah, I once again, I'm not necessarily seeing people still actually like having that increase their ability to negotiate, which has been kind of fascinating. But I'm, I'm glad. I think it's actually a push in the right direction um, by the government. <laughs> Right. So is there, so are there any tips that you can suggest to an employee that, so if they, if they started a certain salary and they believe that they're doing a higher level of work than what they were originally hired to do, are there, you, you touched on the phrasing that, that those are great tips there, but is there anything else that, uh, is there some sort of secret to getting paid a higher wage? Is there something that you can give our audience in terms of tips? 
Yeah, definitely. So it all comes down to value, mm-hmm. right? The value that you're putting into the marketplace. And if you think that there is a disparity, then you could definitely have that conversation with your manager. But at the same time, um, speak in numbers, right? Typically that works really, really well. Hey, um, you know, I know when I came in here, this is the quota that you had. And, you know, I actually increased X by Y percentage, which resulted in Z. It's actually, if you Google, Google XYZ resume format, that's um, the framework that is utilized. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it's about like communicating in a language that clearly demonstrates the value that you have provided um, the organization that was above and beyond what was expected. And then it's also about preparing what's called a BATNA or best alternative to a negotiated agreement, right? Let's just say that they say no. What are you going to do then? Mm-hmm. And it's having a very clear cut. Hey, look, like I understand that like they're, you know, maybe they're not willing to, to pay what I feel that my skill set is providing into this company. This is, this is my walk away point. Right. And right. having a very clear cut strategy of what happens then. So, um, yeah, I guess, so there were 11 million open jobs in, um, I think it was January when I last checked, 11 million, right? Wow. And so if you don't feel that you are, you know, being comp, I think first definitely do have that conversation, right? You never know if you don't try mm-hmm. um, and then see what the industry does pay right? See if what you're expecting is like actually in line with what another company could provide. And then, you know, decide if it makes sense to look, to look elsewhere. Um, I just don't want anyone to ever feel like pigeonholed. Like this is my one, my one opportunity ever, right? There are obviously 11 million fish in the sea. So. Wow. 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 Yeah. That, that's something I was going to ask you. Is there, <clears throat> considerably different levels of remuneration for a similar job across different industries. So for instance, an industry that might be suffering after the shutdown, uh, we we know that um, car dealers weren't able to get inventory and sell cars. So I would expect that people trying to get a job in the car industry for a while would have been disadvantaged when it came to salary compared to another industry uh, in technology, for instance. So is that something that you take into consideration when you're negotiating as well? Yeah, definitely. So tech, consulting, sales, medicine, law, real estate, and mm-hmm. then obviously entrepreneurship, those all uh, typically have high earning potential. And then within that, it's it's um, it varies dependent on the company. So companies typically develop what's called a pay band. So oftentimes you'll hear, oh, they paid in the 25th percentile or in the 75th percentile, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and you can just by Googling find out, you know, roughly kind of that that data online if the company does release that. But yeah, there's definitely a wide range. Um, but those industries I just stated are are typically the higher paid. Okay. You touched on something earlier that um, a company should see the benefit of taking on an employee who negotiates a better package for herself because she will transfer those negotiating skills to to her job Mm -hmm. so do you do you help your clients uh you use that as well 
That's such a great question. So when the woman gets a higher paying job, I mean, we do provide those 48 coaching sessions. So let's just say she gets the new higher paying job she loves after 40 coaching sessions. She would still have those eight extra sessions, which we could devote to, um, you know, a negotiation that she's structuring within the company, right? Like maybe a, um, if she's on like a, like mergers and acquisition, a deal mm-hmm. that she's structuring there, right? Um, and I would say that even if we don't have a specific focus on like a negotiation within our new role, the skills are transferable, mm-hmm. right? So negotiation is like any skill. Like mm-hmm. when you learn how to ride a bike, it's not like one day you just forget how to do it and you're like, I've never ridden bikes anymore. You know, right? You already know the fundamentals. You know any bike, okay? It might be slightly different. The wheels may be slightly different, right? A little bit different. But skill, and that's the beautiful thing. What's really cool is that, like, um, we've seen a lot of our clients, their marriages are starting to transform because they're learning how to actually more effectively communicate right, right in their personal lives. And they're not afraid anymore to say, like, hey, could you pick up the kids after school? And, oh, I noticed that, like, you really hate cooking. I love cooking. How about I do more of the cooking? You pick up the kids. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, they're, sure. they're kind of learning how to structure this stuff in their home lives too, which I just think is, it's so empowering and it's so exciting, right? Sure. No, that's very good. So I got another one, Kathleen, if I may. Sure, um, in the time that you've been doing this, have you seen... Uh, employers uh, or a number of employers or a trend amongst employers to make better accommodations for working women who are married and are mothers. So I'm talking things like daycare, flexible time to take kids to school, dentist, doctor, caring for other relatives. Is that improving for working women? It depends. So in Ah. like if you get a job at a cutting edge startup, oftentimes you'll see that. But if you get a job a job in like government or insurance or an industry mm-hmm. that's typically a little bit less innovative, you'll probably won't see that as much. So okay. I would recommend having a very clear, defined criteria before you even start your job search, mm-hmm. right? And that way you know what you're looking for. Because if you don't know what you're looking for, you won't know when you found it, right? Sure. So here's here's another one that you've just triggered something else in my mind that <laughs> there's there's a debate amongst people giving advice to entrepreneurs as whether they should cut all ties with their previous corporate employment or part-time employment and go whole hog into their entrepreneurial activity. And another another source of wisdom says, be careful. It's better to have a bit of money coming in. So I, that's a background for my question. My question though is that Somebody who's unable to negotiate a better package with her existing employer knows she's worth a lot more, but is taking time to find that ideal job and has resigned from her previous one. Should she take a lower paying short term temporary job just to keep money coming in or should she hold out for that ideal job? What would be your advice to someone in that position? It's just, it's such a personal question, right? If the person really does need funds immediately, 
Um, potentially, I would say like a contract job could be a really mm-hmm. needed solution while they are still interviewing for full-time roles, right? That way they're not misleading the company and that company's like, yes, we found a person who was staying for years. And instead it's a very like predefined, okay, this person will be on for four sure. months. During that time, they'll be working to get their full-time job that meets their, you know, specific criteria and is, you know, that higher pay that they're targeting, Right. Mm-hmm. So if that's handled correctly, as you've just said, on a contract, and then she gets into an interview position for her ideal job, that could actually show responsibility in both in looking after herself and being fair to a short-term employer, right? So it could be a benefit yeah. all the way around. Good. Yeah. No, thanks for that. So, Kathleen. So, Mia, what percentage of your 30K graduates are able to successfully negotiate an acceptable salary increase compared to those that that don't take your program? Uh, That's a great question. Well, 30K is the average increase. Mm -hmm. And 30K is a special number because the matter is underpaid. It's like our average increase, right? Um, And we know that statistically speaking, yeah, women get 17.7% less than men do. So when you just look at the math, um, the average... Uh, U.S. working person works 43 years, and when you do 43 times $30,000, which is the amount that um, we've seen our women are missing out on, um, that 43 times $30,000 is $1.29 million. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not even including the compounding of that, right? If you right. were to invest mm-hmm. in the stock market or sure. the fact that mm-hmm. raises are based off of your current income. Right. If you're earning a higher base, mm-hmm. if you let's just say you get the four percent of the yearly raise, right? Now all of a sudden that amount is higher. So it it really, really does add up. Like that 1.2 million. Imagine how life-changing that is. Yep. Imagine mm-hmm. like you could start a nonprofit, you could, you know, be a stay-at-home mom at some point with the extra funds if that's what you wanted. You could travel, take a year off. Like it, it the world starts to open up when you learn how when you learn how to be proactive and um, know, negotiate effectively. So it's fair to say then the people that have taken your program have success have successfully um, negotiated an acceptable salary increase for themselves as a result of taking your program then. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely mm. wonderful. Very, yeah. very good. Well, <clears throat> I was going to ask you more more tips, but you've already given um, our audience quite a few things to think about for, that they can use straight away. So here's one for you. I asked this of all our guests. Uh, if I was to say to you, Mia, in your experience, is there one characteristic or, or mindset or habit that sets the successful people who use what you teach them and go on to make a great success out of it. Is there one thing that sets them apart from the average who don't do well, or is it more complicated than that? Uh, Yeah, I would say that they, whatever they implement, like when they're getting a new job, it's something very simple, easy to follow, and they're consistent with it. And if I can give one quick kind of tip, Sure. So if you are looking for a new job, we uh, teach what's called the cake method. It is, I am not kidding you. We've tested so many different models. And essentially what it is, is there is the cake pan, which mm-hmm. you set up three or more job alerts on your favorite job board. It takes roughly 30 minutes and it's a one-time thing. Then there is the cake. 
Mm-hmm. Um, we were applying to three or more jobs a day, just three or more. Um, it takes roughly um, 30 minutes to find and apply to each job. So that's about 10.5 hours per week. Um, and then there's the icing. And the icing is where you contact three or more people a week who are decision makers for the job that you just applied for. That takes roughly 30 minutes uh, per person that you contact. It's 1.5 hours per week. So all in all, that's 12 hours a week. And then if you want to see this, if you're a visual person and you're like, wow, what was that again? Just go to the 30kprogram.com. You will see a pop-up that said, download Master the 7 Seconds. If you download Master the 7 Seconds, you will see the cake method and it's written out. And that is just, it's so simple. It's so easy. It's so fun. And it's effective. Like this is literally what the women in our program use. Right. Right. We we have a couple minutes left. Uh, Mia, can you, can you, I'm just curious. So so if I was to join your program, what initial steps would you take with me? Yeah. So at first we define out your long-term career roadmap and then we define out your short-term way of actually getting there. Oftentimes women will come and they'll say, "Ah, okay, I think this is what I want to do, but then there is this one other thing, right? And they have a lack of clarity, Mm -hmm. right? And so we get really crystal clear, okay, long-term, this is what we're doing. Okay, short-term, this is what we're doing. And then we define out their job criteria, of what they're looking for, um, and then you know, clean up their resume and then implement the cake method. But I would say the thing that I see that is skipped the most is the actual like strategy of it and like defining out what you're looking for in a job. Oftentimes I see people they do what's called the spray and pray, right? It's mm-hmm. one o'clock on a Friday, you had it was a little bit of a rough Friday night. Right. And it's like 1 a.m. and you're on your phone and you see those jobs on LinkedIn. You just start applying, applying. You're spraying. You're praying. Right. <laughs> and you're a little bit crazy. You're not tearing your resume. You're not tracking. Who knows? Right. That's what we want to avoid. That chaos. We like simple, clear process that we follow. Very little stress. <laughs> Excellent. Okay, so um, you mentioned it. We'll say it again. How do people contact you one more time? The 30kprogram.com. That's it. If you just Google us, we're top on SEO. So you'll find us. (laughs) Excellent. And for our audio listeners, that'll be in the description. You can pick it up from there. Very good. Great. And Peter, did you want to talk about our newsletter? For sure. So... As you see, we have had another really interesting and uh, helpful guest on our show today. If you don't want to miss any future guests, sign up for our newsletter. Go to theyackingshow.com. There's a sign-in form there. You can subscribe. We only send you one email a week with news about current and future guests. And we have lots of interesting guests in the lineup over the next couple of months. Thanks. That's me. Yes. And thank you, Mia, for joining us today. We so appreciated having you on the show. And uh, thank you all so very much for tuning in. If anyone is interested in being a guest on our show, please visit us at theyackingshow.com. All you need to do is click on the contacts tab where you will find a short application form and we would love to hear from you. And please let us know what topics you would like us to cover. We have access to so many wonderful experts on this show. And uh, until next time, take care, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye, everyone. Bye.